Catherine, it's time to podcast. I can. I have to do homework, go horse riding, fair my devoir francais, practice flute, and I don't have time. Okay, okay. You just get all your stuff done. Don't worry about it. Charlotte, time for podcast. I have no time. I have to play my foot pieces. I have to do revision. I have to make the menu for Christmas. I have to do my homework. My history homework is going to take me ages. And I have to do the play and the sound team in it. And do you want me to do a podcast? Okay, okay. I guess it's just me and the roll the music. <laughs> Mark Adams and welcome to episode 31 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where, well, I'm without the girls this time as he heard in the opener. They have been extremely busy. They've got a lot on in school. Charlotte's actually in the sound team for the school musical, which is Fiddler on the Roof this week uh, as we record, and Catherine's got plenty of other things to do. So instead of having yet another month go by without an episode, we thought we'd bring you uh, maybe something that I, I, I've been watching over the past while. But to help me with that is my good friend, Ricky Moore. Hi, Ricky. How you doing, Mark? Welcome to the podcast. Now, Ricky, you are you're, you're a geek, but you're not a geek in comic books and stuff like that. You're a geek in wrestling. I am a geek in wrestling. I've been watching it since uh, 1989, which I was roughly in P7. So, yeah, I follow it pretty pretty much to, to the present day. So, yeah, a lot of people don't admit that they're wrestling fans, but here we are. Okay, so you're into big fake fighting. Now, I'm gonna, I want to just elaborate on that word fake. Uh, wrestling is like an episode of EastEnders. Nobody really hates each other. Well, unless there's any backstage politics, of course. But whenever you get tossed around a ring and it goes wrong, it's anything but fake. So we'll just we'll excuse our interviewer here for saying the word fake. Yeah, you've actually done wrestling, haven't you? I have, and it hurts. <laughs> Right, you weren't exactly one of the pros in WWE, whatever. I most certainly was not, but I got on the wrestling ring for the first time when I was 30. Most people do this in their late teens, early 20s, but I wanted to experience it, and it's sore. You get hip-tossed from the top rope, and you land on a canvas that bounces, yes, but if you land wrong, man, you're in trouble. It's not something that I've ever got into. I mean, I was into the British wrestling when I was a child. Big Daddy against Jan Haystacks. But we're not here to talk about wrestling. Although I've got a funny feeling it may come up when we talk about one of these movies. There's lots of movies I've never seen. I have never seen the Godfather movies. I have never seen Fight Club. Of course, it's balanced out by the fact I've never seen Catwoman, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I've only ever seen one Rocky movie, and that was Rocky Balboa when it came on TV a couple of years ago. So when it was on TV, uh, one of our local channels, all the movies, I decided I'd tape them and watch them. So I've actually watched now from Rocky to Creed, and you've actually done one better. You saw Creed 2 the other night. I most certainly did, and then my wife went along with me, who has gone through the whole Rocky saga when we were dating. Rocky won right up to the very present, and she loved it. Um... A lot of excitement. Well, I'm a biased Rocky fan, so uh, all the nostalgia was there. The music, the streets of Philadelphia, and it takes you back to 1976 when it all began. It was just overall great. Were you, were you even about in 76? <sighs> no, I didn't arrive to 78. I, it, Rocky first came on my radar with Rocky 3, 
I, I mean, I, again, I never saw them. Rocky Four was a huge one. But let's go through the movies. The, I find them quite amazing. Things I didn't know. I didn't know Sylvester Stallone wrote them all. I didn't know he directed a lot of them. And I didn't know the first one got an Oscar. That's right. Rocky, or Sylvester Stallone and Rocky are all one person. And the whole storyboard, he wrote this film in, I think it was about three nights in a, a little tight space apartment and he had a big dog to share that apartment with uh, you can imagine what that was like and the whole script was about his life a million to one shot and his own acting career so you take Sly and you put it with Rocky and this film is basically about him as well and he went and watched a live boxing match with this guy didn't win the fight he got knocked down he knocked down Muhammad Ali I think it was and uh, the fact is he was still standing at the end of the fight and that's where the whole movie was going no matter how many shots he took he was still standing and I think that's what the movie was trying to capture I went into these movies thinking these movies are about boxing but became abundantly clear they're not about boxing it's that great quote uh, and it's in a few of the Rocky movies about it's not how, how hard you can hit it's how hard you can be hit and keep on going I mean the first movie it's not about winning the fight it's about staying the course surviving the fight and really taking it to your opponent you could sort of add that analogy in in life no matter how hard people throw things at you if you're still standing in the end well a lot to be said about that yeah so that's him against uh, Apollo Creed would Apollo you? Creed who is Muhammad Ali let's face it yeah I think that's the idea Stillen was going for <laughs> uh, then Rocky 2 came out in 79 and that was about winning it was about winning because again, but Rocky Two was also about the continuational love story because without Rocky, no, without Adrian, you've got no Rocky. Rocky or Adrian was Rocky's rock, and they get married, and he asked her to get married in the middle of a zoo, if I remember. And he asked Mr. That's Tiger, right. that's right, Mr. Tiger, do you want to come? <laughs> and uh, so she and she didn't want him to fight in the second one. She was like, Rocky could go blind, but he was like. He had to do it, and he had to prove that he could do it. And, uh, well, there's a theme in that, that she doesn't want him to fight, then she goes, OK, go and fight. I, yeah, whenever she looked at the thousands of dollars that was coming with it, she probably changed her mind. And it's also about being who you are. Rocky was started off as this downbeat, basically a hired thug. That's right. And then the second movie, he's trying to make a bit of money in advertising, and he can't act. Is that a commentary on Stallone? That's... <laughs> I'm not sure where they were going that way. He couldn't read... Uh, now, I'm not sure in real, I'm, I'm pretty sure in real life he could read because he wrote Rocky. So, but <laughs> I mean, he couldn't read it. He could write it, but he couldn't read it. <laughs> but basically, uh, you know, his wife had to read to him, and he, you know, he would have been good at those ads if he knew when he was reading off those big cards. But he was, as you remember, in the second movie, the guy was like, "I only work with professionals. Get this guy out of here." And you know, he could have made a lot of money in adverts, aftershave, whatever it was he was doing, and. So he, he did what he knew best, and, and you've you seen how it played out, he went to the job market and got turned down, and he was kind of, he kind of spent a lot of his fortune on his house, and, uh, and then he decided he'd go back in the ring, but he had to do Southpaw, which he had to cover his left eye, I think it was his left eye, and he'd go blind, so he had to surprise Creed by throwing a right, as far as I remember. Rocky III brings in the first villain of the series. Rocky III, of course, was 1982, and brings us the great fantastic Mr. T Mr. T and to bring it back to your theme from earlier Hulk Hogan who is a wrestler <laughs> yeah that was a weird bit that was a whole charity event you know all the money goes to you know a good a good cause and again uh, Hulk was shouting at Rocky saying you think it's all fake and they just beat him up <laughs> so 
Okay, I won't say it's any fake anymore, although I do outweigh you two to one. <laughs> Star Wars is fake. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? It's like everything's fake in Hollywood, is it not? <laughs> uh, that movie was more about catching, as Creed said, the eye of the tiger. The eye of the tiger, and he lost the eye of the tiger. If you watched Rocky Three, he lost his mentor, Mickey, who was dying in the middle of his fight, as far as I remember, and he, he wasn't getting in with his head straight at all. And if you notice something about Rocky Three, it was more glamorous. We moved away from the streets of Philly, and he was more living in a big fancy house and nice big fancy mm-hmm. coats, but he was still Rocky. But you can see how he sort of lost his age a bit, and I think that's how he lost the fight. And Mickey says, go out there and do what you got to do, but he could beat. Yeah, he got comfortable. He lost what made him who he was. I mean, he, he was, although he was a thug, a hired thug, he was a hired thug with a heart. I mean, even his re- relationship with Adrian, she was quite a shy young woman, and he fell for her. She was so shy, and then you have to remember that she had to live with Polly, so he was a bit hard to live with. But uh, she was very shy. I remember the pet shop scenes where she she would hardly speak to him at all So, but he kept pursuing her fair play to him right that's where the rise of the Rocky movies came those first three then in 1985 the one that really stuck on my radar was the one that fell through for me it was the let's beat the Ruskies let's, <laughs> let's be yeah let, let's get them and we'll show that we're better than them and all that I, I felt that this was the movie that broke the back well I'm all I'm very patriotic, all that American stuff, but I mean, uh, even for me, it was taking the biscuit. It was more Hollywood hype Rocky IV, I think. It was all jazzed up, fancy dancing, and, you know, really getting away from Rocky. And I think he was supposed to fight Drago first, but he let his friend fight him, Apollo, and he ended up getting killed. So I think it was more about taking out the Russian, not just because he was Russian, but because this is the guy that killed his friend. And also uh, a bit of guilt. Guilt as well, absolutely, for not throwing in the tile. And you know, people kept asking if Rocky had thrown in the tile, would Apollo still be alive? Yeah, or would Apollo be talking to him anymore? He threw in the tile, or he might not have been able to talk anymore, period, because he got beat up pretty badly. True. Um, then we come back to Earth and back to basics again with Rocky Five. Rocky Five. I love Rocky Five. I know there's people out there hate it, but I think it's great. A lot of people hate Rocky Five. Even Stallone doesn't touch too much in Rocky Five. But you know what? Whenever you go back and watch it over again, you realise it's not as bad as people think. I think people were expecting some big follow-up from the Rocky Four. You know, who's he going to fight next? And and they end up fighting in streets like uh, looks like we back streets of Belfast. Let's be honest. He was just uh, <laughs> having a scrap outside a bar. It could have been the one of those bars up the Shankle Road. And the, the whole setting, but the whole setting was where he, he did not want to be there. And the whole point of that movie was he had it all, but he lost it all. But love and all kept them together, and Adrian still was his rock. Yeah, uh, coming back again and again. I have to say, the street fight at the end was very Hollywood. Uh, but I understand if if they changed that round a bit, maybe a different direction for that, it would have been a better movie. People would have liked it. But it's that whole thing about. What makes Rocky Rocky? Is it the money? Is it the robot? <laughs> no, it's not, because he goes back to basics again. And then, uh, how many years? 16 years 
15 years later, it was the making of Rocky Five, or sorry, Rocky Balboa, technically Rocky Six, uh, was made. They started filming in 2015, so 1990 was Rocky Five, 15 years. And then it was released in 2006, November 23rd in America. Yeah, and that, w- that was the first one I saw. So I knew about Rocky. I basically knew a lot about Rocky before I saw it, but that was the first one I saw. So you did it in reverse order? Oh, definitely. Well, I, I started with six and then went back to one. So whenever you were watching six and he was reflecting and Adrian was part of you not going, why is he so depressed and sad and standing looking at ghosts of the past? No, no, because Rocky is so much in our culture. It's part of our cultural heritage, if you like. And I've seen bits of Rocky. I know basically the story. And I know Adrian was a big part of it, and now she's dead. So uh, it was, uh, you know, I understood all that. It wasn't hard to get into. It's not the most complicated story. Which is why I think it appeals to so many people. Um, it's because a lot of people can relate to Rocky. Um, you probably have your movie snobs who don't like it. <laughs> because, you know, he's in the, the back streets of Philly, and, you know, they're sitting in their big penthouse and going, no, 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 Lord of the Rings is definitely better. Um, whatever. Um, but at least it has a bit more realism to it because people can relate to Rocky like here nobody's giving me a chance I you know I don't have the same money to go to uni or whatever and people can relate to Rocky I think yeah it's that down and out it's that having the heart uh, wanting to be better but accepting your place in the world I mean he's running a restaurant and it's all you know uh, you know he's the front man and he's talking about stories about the fighting and, and all that that's right, Rocky Balboa, and you also notice in Rocky Balboa, he's he's talking, but he's filling a gap of loneliness because uh, his son and him, if you notice in that movie at the beginning, well, more than beginning, pretty much most of the movie, they're very distant with each other because his life has become very busy, but then he always felt he was in his father's shadow. Now that kind of taps into real life because his son, his, his son in real life, felt that his father was always out in movie sets and was never to be seen, and that was kind of... A lot of realism in, in, in the stories of Rocky, you know, you never have any time for me, etc. And you heard that quite a lot throughout Rocky Five. whenever Tommy Gunn came on the scene. You, you spend all your time with Tommy, but you don't spend any time with me. And then in Rocky Six, he was like, it's hard to fill a big shadow because, you know, he wanted to go out on his own, but his father was Rocky Balboa. And that was, uh, he was trying to bring him back to reality. And the next one is a different focus. It's on to the son of Creed. I think the timeline's a bit iffy in that, with when Son of Creed was born and uh, all that, but 2015 brought us Creed. Uh, what, that's the most recent one I, I watched. Blimey, that was a good movie. That was... I mean, I, it, it is a Rocky movie. Definitely. And you get to see more of Rocky's character. Absolutely. A lot of people think, is it Rocky 7 or Creed? No. It's Creed. It's a new title. It's about Apollo's son. But you can't have it without Rocky because we go back to the streets of Philly and, you know, the whole story again, you know, Creed's son has to prove himself because he came, for, you know, every, you know, it's not because of who he was and people actually thought he didn't stand a chance. Then he met old Rocky and he went back to the basics. He found heart. Now, knowing about Creed, I haven't watched it, and knowing a bit about the storyline of Creed 2, are these remakes. The fact that in Creed, um, Creed has to, you know, he wins because he stays the, the, to the end of the fight. 
he's able to stand up to this guy who always win wins in the third round. He doesn't win the fight, but he's able to stand it. And in Creed 2, it's the Drago fight again that's Rocky 4. Yeah, it's kind of like Avenge and, you know, Rocky... Creed was, is kind of brought out under the limelight from that whole situation from Russia. And Drago's son was raised in hate. And Drago felt that he'd let down Russia. This is like Iron Man too, actually. <laughs> he'd let down Russia, his wife and all that left him and... and because he lost and it was an embarrassment. Was that because she was married to Stallone at the time? I don't know, possibly. <laughs> but uh, no, she she was a bit... Of, it just proves that she was probably a bit of a gold digger too and she was embarrassed for herself and her own whatever. And uh, so it was just father and son. So he wanted to try and live through Drago Jr. or whatever you want to call him and uh, to go after Creed mm-hmm. and make it personal. And it's, the movie starts out with uh, Drago sitting in Rocky's restaurant goes nice picture of Apollo so he's really trying to stick the knife in you know yeah but you've seen them all I've seen nearly them all what is your favourite Rocky movie you have to pick one to be your favourite which one would it be so you're not allowed to it has to be one has to be one this this is not a, a Shag Matthews podcast where he says pick pick three and you pick ten <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to go back to 1976 when I wasn't here. I'm going to go with Rocky one because he really was down and out and he really was fed up with his life and he got an opportunity of a lifetime. For me, it's Rocky Five. I think you're right, it is hard to pick just one Rocky Five because after having all that money, all that fame, he has to go back to basics, back to porridge, as we might say. And that would not be an easy pill to swallow, especially if you uh, grew up in a wet Northern Ireland and you became a millionaire and lived in Florida uh, with the blue skies and then had to come back to wet Northern Ireland. That's the kind of the picture we're painting here. But Liam Neeson, if you want to come back home, you're allowed to. <laughs> Listen, Ricky, this, this has been great. Uh, pity the girls aren't here to enjoy. I know they would not enjoy the Rocky movies, but thanks for joining us. They would. They're missing out. They're missing out. But you'll find that, I mean, you've got a daughter, when she grows up and you're trying to get her to follow your stuff, she'll go her own way. But let her. She's allowed to. Absolutely. And believe you and me, she's almost six and she's already gone her own way. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Ricky, thank you very much for your time. And folks at home, we're going to finish off now. I will put a tr- couple of trailers at the end after the post credits. But we will be back in the new year with new episodes with the girls. I'm sure you miss them uh, like I do. And we will have a Christmas special coming your way before the big day itself. So watch out for that in your podcast feed. This has been a Mark's Mess podcast brought to you by, well, Mark and Ricky. Thank you very much. All characters that we were talking about are the property of the owners and not us. If you do want to contact us, either to talk about Rocky yourself or to talk about how much you miss the girls, or even to tell us that 20th Century Geek did a much better podcast on uh, Rocky in the past uh, month, so go and find a 20th Century Geek, because they did a fantastic one, with probably more intelligent than we're talking. 
Uh, but you can contact us on email. Speak for yourself. <laughs> they can contact us on email at mymarksmess at gmail.com or on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T or on our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on our Facebook page marksmesspodcast. And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. And we'll see you in the boxing ring. Nothing's over till it's over. In 1984, I was 10 years old, and a strange light lit up the park behind my house. In the middle of the night, still in my pajamas, I ran to investigate. A strange machine sat brooding in the dark. I stepped inside and I was taken to a far-off galaxy where I saw men, monsters, and gods fight and die. Join us again on the Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars and Beyond series, part of the Pulp to Pixel podcasts where we will discuss each issue of the Secret Wars miniseries and their long-term impact on the characters who joined us on Battleworld and on those we left behind on the home front. Join us again on Battleworld. Return with us to our Secret Wars. First appearance of Superman in 1938. Batman in 1939. Rock and Roll born with Elvis's first album in 1956. The modern sitcom created in 1944. The point being that pop culture in all its forms was born during the 20th century. I'm Scott Weatherly and please come and join me on 20th Century Geek, a journey through the common and not so common elements of pop and geek culture. Every week I alternate between a blog and a podcast as I look at something different using roundtable discussions, interviews, reviews and some general rambling. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher or visit our website 20thCenturyGeek.com 20th Century Geek, the blog and podcast that meets your history and geeky needs.